Welcome to episode 226 of the Comeback Podcast. I am your host, Connor, and today my guest is Jorge Casado. We're going to discuss pranic healing, his background, and more, and its benefits. Jorge, welcome. How are you? Oh, feeling good, feeling good. It's been a nice day. Yeah, it's been okay, right? I mean, we just had the rain about two hours ago, but it wasn't like a huge Saigon storm, shall we say. Mm. Yeah, no, it was pretty nice. Like, just refreshing. That's good. Yeah, for real. No, it's lovely. And with that, Jorge, before we, you know, dive into Vietnam, etc., do you mind telling me a bit about your background? You are my first guest from Colombia, so I am fascinated to hear a bit more about that country. What is it like growing up there? Well, Colombia is lovely. You know, it's, it's actually very similar to Vietnam. We have a lot of... of green areas, a lot of ecotourism. Um, people are just as, like the same kind heart that people are here. The kindness of the people is very similar. So actually when I came here, it was for me a, a horizontal movement in, in the sensation of, of treatment and just going around. Yeah. But the big difference I will say is that like at, Colum- at my hometown at least, there's not many foreigners, it's mostly mm-hmm. <laughs> Colombians from every single part and foreigners that go there are just going to learn how to dance salsa and you know just have some nice vacations and have fun sure yeah did you yeah. also dance salsa growing up or was that not an area that you died oh, in? No, you, you gotta you gotta I, I am from Cali Colombia Cali's yeah. like the salsa capital of the world <laughs> I thought so. so yeah so if you don't dance salsa it's really hard for you to get a date to go out like most likely you don't have a girlfriend if you don't dance salsa well, okay. so in the dating um, like the dating game there is really different like when you go out you go to a bar and it's not for drinking it's for uh, dancing so you just meet that you see a pretty girl and hey the first thing you tell them is will you like to dance with me and that's it that's how you meet people take it away from there yeah and have you been doing that since like i believe there are a few classes here in saigon do you also do it in saigon here and not much. I, I've been to the classes. I've been to the salsa places. It's nice. They're really good. But to be honest, that's not my type of, of party. Like, I only did it because, you know, you get to get the girls in Colombia. <laughs> but here is that. Ah, it's different. So no need. It's fine. Yeah, fair enough, man. <laughs> and with that, um, in terms of your journey, then with regarding pranic healing, when did you fir- when were you first exposed to pranic healing? Well, that was in 1997, the first time. I was like seven, six years old, but there's a whole big story around it. And it's that my brother and my sister, well, a, lot, a big part of my family can see colors around people and around things. We all the time see colors and stuff. And when we were kids, it was really hard for my parents to guide us and you know, just know what, what's, what's going on with the three kids. So, so one day I remember, this is a story that my parents tell, no? that one day they came home with the books of pranic healing and they show us the, <clears throat> the drawings and the shapes that it had. And that's what we saw. So we, the three brothers, we all said like, oh, this is it. This is the thing that we are talking about. So my parents went, okay, we have to study this. We don't know what this is. They're both, my mom was a surgeon, like dental surgeon. Sure. Um, that, an orthodontist so and they just like okay this is the only thing that can explain what our kids are experiencing so let's focus on that 
And that's basically how they got it. They started making the seminars, then they took us there. <clears throat> and we started at a really young age to do meditation, to you know, learn how to feel energy and how to apply it to heal yourself and heal others. Yeah, so it was pretty cool. From, from Colombia then, where you were growing up, uh, I'm thinking from when I was seven or eight in the UK, I had absolutely no knowledge of these type of practices, i.e. reading people's energy, meditation, colours. Was that unusual for you to be exposed to that in Colombia at that young age? Were you exposed to something that a lot of your peers weren't or is it fairly commonplace? It's extremely uncommon. <laughs> Right. It was, yeah, I only knew like two other kids in the entire city that were going through something similar. And we met through Pranic Healing, actually. And it was good because I got to meet people with that we can compare notes like, oh, can you see this? Can you feel this thing? So we kind of uh, grew up developing those skills. But all the people in my classroom, all of them really didn't know because it's, you know, Colombia is very Catholic mm. and Christian. And I was actually, I study all my life in a Christian school. So for Christianity, things that are involved with energy and things like that are a little bit, a big of a no-no. Yeah. So, <laughs> so when I talk about these things, they usually like, what are you talking about? Like, oh, no, devil stuff. And I'm like, oh, that's okay. Uh, no big deal. Was that from, say, your classmates or also from your teachers? Both, both. Right. Okay. My sister, you know, I have a very... I'm really relaxed. So when they say things like that, I was like, oh, okay, we have different opinions, no, no problem. But my sister, like for example, my little sister, she's very aggressive, passionate. <laughs> so right. she said like, wow, you don't know nothing. And she actually got expelled from the school because of too much, uh, I don't know, too much, uh, let's say drama about this. <laughs> right, okay. Wow, okay, that's, <laughs> that's quite a story. And with that, did you ever find yourself, I don't know, um, I'm trying to think of the right phrase. Were you ever slightly, slightly bemused or a bit confused, perhaps, that you had this practice and you had the knowledge from the work you were doing, but nobody else around you did? Were you frustrated at all by that? Uh, I, yes. I didn't talk to many people like my peers. I usually had conversations with people that were over 30, 40 years old about all these topics. And I did that in an often, like really often, every week, every two weeks, we had like these meetings and exercises, pranics, meditation. And I can share because I can see energy and they were learning how to do that. So we share and I teach them some stuff. They, they guide me with the information they had, the books that I should read. But that only happened with me and a couple of, you know, three kids in the entire city doing that. Right. Yeah, that must have been strange and just to get it was, an overview, it was weird. yeah, I can imagine. And just to get an overview, because I realised I didn't actually ask you, what is pranic healing? How would you describe it to somebody who has no knowledge of the practice whatsoever? Okay, the most basic way to put it is imagine acupuncture without the needles. But that is like a very simple way to say it. But it's basically learning how to manage energy, perceive energy to apply it for healing yourself and healing others. That's basically it. So when you take the seminars, you learn how to feel energy with your hands, how to touch it, how to become like aware of what is what, for example, uh, this center of energy, 
what does that center center of energy does, how it feels, what are the effects, and you learn how to treat that and work with that. Right, I see. And do you read energy by using all of your senses or your chakras? How does it work? Yeah, there are very a lot of techniques. Like, for example, every Thursday I teach here in well, online now. I do a little meditation for, for service and keep people sane during these times. And after that meditation, we have exercises for them to feel energy just with their hands and, you know, put energy in their hands and feel the energy of their, the energy field, the aura. That is something that is around us. And they kind of like it. You know, everybody likes to experience energy and, oh my God, it's like a magnet or, or a tingling sensation. You know, with more practice, you develop a higher level of that. But you can also learn. Sometimes I do this exercise too. I teach them how to see energy. And, you know, to do that is just a certain type of exercises <clears throat> and, and a certain type of breathing. And you can see energy. It doesn't take that, that long. Yeah, I see. And with that, are you reading your own energy or other people's energy as well? You can do both, but... Um, you know, it, it's something that people have to learn how to do. Like you have to read the books, you have to understand it because if not, it's just information. You have to learn how to interpret it. Yeah. So I, I know many people that can see energy or can feel energy, but they don't have the knowledge. So they don't know, oh, I can see this is big. So what does that mean? Or I can see these colors and they don't know the meaning. So it, 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 although you can get the skill, it's important for you to also to grow in knowledge so you can actually apply it and what type of things can we read or see about the energy of others when we encounter them what sort of things would we be revealed to okay there's there's a lot of information but depends on on how much the person is willing to share wants to share and the other thing is depends on what they're going through so basically around you there's an energy field right that's called the aura or aura and this, uh, this sh the shape of this energy should be like an inverted egg. And it should be around, in a normal person, around 15 to 30 centimeters from your body. So when this energy is in balance, for example, when some part is really big, then you can say there's congestion. So there's more likely a physical reaction to that. When something is weak, you can say, oh, there's weakness. And depending on the location, you can say, okay, this person is suffering from depression or is going through an emotional situation or different conditions that you learn actually the books tells you what do they mean so you just work through that and follow the protocols but it can give you a lot of information about the health state what kind of person you're dealing with and what are their priorities sometimes yeah i see and what are the main benefits that you found in your personal life since being exposed to pranic healing and i think honesty like with myself or, or inner peace at least inner peace I'm, I'm really like calm because not only because i practice meditation but because feeling energy and knowing certain things with that allows me to take decisions without so much uh, so much conflict you know I, I know I know I can you know use my brain and okay these are the pros the cons 
but I always add the factor, okay, what's the energy like in here? How will my energy develop in this case or in this scenario? And honestly, I'm in Vietnam because of that. When I was offered a job here, I just measured like, should I go here? Or I was being offered also to go to Ecuador and open a company there. Mm. And but I'll go to Vietnam. So, you know. Yeah, I see. And since you've come to Vietnam, how have you found the overall experience? I can imagine it's very different to Colombia. Yes, yes. I actually love it. Uh, I have been, I've, I've traveled a little bit and I've been to different Buddhist temples and talked to monks and it's been interesting to exchange, exchange ideas, you know, because they have a lot of knowledge and, and the meditation here is different than the meditation in America. And it's lovely, you know, to see other points of view, to, to teach them like the, the, the techniques I have and they teach me what they know. So the exchange of knowledge in that has been amazing. Something that I couldn't find easily in, in America. Yeah, I see. And let's talk about the healing part. So, you know, treating illness. Have you got any examples of how pranic healing has helped treating physical or mental illness? Have you got any examples yeah. to share regarding that? Yes, actually, um, well, my entire, my parents, they both work in that. I also work in that. I've been doing, well, treating patients since a little bit more than a decade and I have my my place in a neurological clinic in Colombia in Cali so I, I had a lot of <laughs> the when they had a tough patient they sent it to me and usually there there was one that was paralyzed there was one that had like schizophrenia one that had insomnia like really severe cases and it's it was great it only took a long time some of them took six months four months they got better. And for example, the paralyzed guy, when when we met, I treated that person alongside my dad because it, it was a lot of, to deal with. So this person, when we met him, his name was Jesus. When we met him, he could only blink. And the you know the, the family brought him and just didn't do much. But after one year of treatment, he could move the head. After two years, he could move a little bit the arms. And after five years, he actually painted, uh, did a painting of flowers. And he said, we have it at our home in Colombia. Wow. Because it was a lovely gift from him. And it was, you know, for us, it's one case that we said, like, incredible, you know? Yeah, and with that in that first year, how often was he being treated? Was it weekly, daily? Twice a week. Twice a week with himself, like direct therapy. And we did also twice a week without him like distance therapy because he was a you know uh, it's not normal to, to have those type of of patients and my dad really making like an effort to help him out yeah i see and i believe do you also work with professional athletes is that also something you do yes yes uh, okay yeah actually we we work with mostly in football mostly in soccer mm. And we have a company in Colombia called um, Porta as well. It's a, a little bit, I can send it later. Yeah, but sure. with, with this company, we have worked with many different professional teams and players. And Magdat, which is the, the face of the company, he has been using chronic healing in sports for over 15 years. And with that, he, achieved, he has been part of three teams that have gone to the FIFA World Cup. 
three different World yeah. Cups medals. He has them at home. Like every time you go there, if you're part of the team, they give you a little medal from the FIFA. Oh, cool. So he went to Rio, he went to the one in Africa and one in Japan that was with clubs. Yeah, I see. And how can pranic healing affect athletic performance? For example, with footballers, how can they benefit from this practice? First, the first thing is if they are injured, the healing time is reduced drastically, about 40%. I actually have a friend of mine that he he completely broke his Achilles tendon, like it's separated entirely. And they told him it will be it will be like six weeks to to recover to be able to walk and run and stuff like that but he was a good friend I treat him almost every two days and after two weeks he was standing up after one and a half math uh, months he was walking around and in three weeks he was almost back to normal so the time is it's just reduced drastically in that sense in, in recovering from an injury the other thing we do is there are techniques that actually my dad developed and also some Frank Healing can, can figure it out if you know if you know the books. But there are techniques to to that allows you to breathe better and not get tired. So when, when you see one of our players, they are running around, they don't get tired. It's it's pretty cool. It's different. You know, they seem different than the than the others. And yeah, and also the progress. They, the, if they need to be protected, you know, because I will tell you an example later, but you can create energy to protect yourself a little bit. Mm. So, you know, soccer can be a really physical and we do something, a technique for allowing them to stay strong, to they get hit and okay, nothing happened. So basically that. Yes. Also, also the other part is, you know, teach them how to have inner peace and stay calm. That is also key because once you're traveling with them and you see that, for example, you go to another city because there's a game and you see that the fans from the other city are just making noise until 3 a.m. by the hotel, using fireworks to wake you up. So you got to teach them how to calm down and manage their own energy and emotions. Yeah, I see. And what primary techniques would you use to calm somebody down and to get them into a state of serenity? As a pranic healer, you can do a lot. You know, you can use certain pranas and vital energy just to apply the. I don't know if you know about chakras or anything like that. I have some kind of but there. Clarity, yeah. Okay. Okay. So you know the solar plexus chakra. Yes. Perfect. So that one is in charge of emotions, lower emotions, and a lot of reaction energy. It's a lot of power, a lot of energy. But if you put blue energy or to calm it down, to reduce it it can actually come drastically. And actually I have someone here in, in Vietnam that I have been teaching for a little bit of chronic healing every, every, every week for about eight months. And, and she recently used that technique to calm down <laughs> her boyfriend and the guy just went to sleep. So it's cool, it's cool. You can, there, there are many things that you can do. Breathing, applying energy, cleaning some, some things that, are, that can be obstacles, but it's, you know, I, overall for me, it's fun. It's a fun yeah, one to work. I can imagine. And with that, you know, this, the client you've just mentioned who calmed down her boyfriend, is it a practice pranic healing that once you have the tools, you can impact 
So what I'm basically trying to say is that you can change your own energy, of course, but can you also change somebody else's energy with the tools that you've gained? Uh, uh, only un until a certain level. Okay, mm. people have to develop by themselves. But you can you, what you can do is clear the path a little bit for them. But yes, like for example, I had a lot. I have I have had a lot of suicidal patients people that have attempted suicide before. And I had to do the process, the protocol, clean a lot, work with them a lot, energy-wise, and they got better. They're all really doing really well at the moment. And the, the thing that I did there is with my energy, with what I know, I remove certain thoughts and behaviors or energy of behavior in them. And it was great. It was great. Most of them have, after this, learned pranic healing too. Yeah, I can imagine. And with that, for example, if you are in an environment which is slightly toxic or negative and you have a lot of people around you who are holding, let's say, negative energy, how do you use pranic healing to protect yourself from that? There's actually, in YouTube, uh, I uploaded on a... Uh, a meditation for that you can do it every day and it just generates a field of energy to keep your energy your own that's uh, so they're very they're very a lot of techniques there are a lot of techniques for that but to know and how to use them you have to understand that whenever i go to a place or i meet someone i'm creating i'm exchanging energy okay your energy field is always interacting with the energy field around you if it's of a person, of a location, or an animal, you interact. So the bad thing about it is that people sometimes, without wanting, can drain energy from you or give you energy. You can drain them from them. So there are techniques that you can apply to remove those bonds and maintain your own energy. So that's something really basic that I teach a lot because it's easy to do. But the next step is to how to create something that can protect you for 24 hours or more. Yeah. And in the workshops or the lessons that you do on Thursdays, firstly, how long are they? And what should you expect if you turn up? Is it, first of all, get grounded and then go through some energy feeling? How does it work? Ah, okay, so usually it lasts around 45 minutes, 30 to maybe an hour, depends on how much fun mm. <laughs> we're meeting that day. So usually first we do some Tibetan exercises to clean the energy, to activate yourself, because people sometimes meditate without doing exercise. And for me, that's a little bit crazy because your body is connected to your energy. You know, you, you, can, you, you can affect your energy field just by doing exercises. So we do some exercises that are pranic healing exercises. We can call them like that. After that, we do either twin hearts meditation or soul meditation, different meditations. And once we finish that and people are feeling like, okay, I'm feeling good, feeling relaxed, then it's the ideal moment for them to actually experience energy. And that's when we do a five to 10 minute exercise in which they move their own energy into a little part of their hand and they can start experimenting that. So we work and then we, we, if we're meeting, what we do is if we're in person, okay, 
Now you feel the energy of this person. Identify how it feels. And, after, and at the end, I tell them, feel my energy. And I do different things to make my energy grow or become smaller. So the idea is for training these people to, to become more energy sensitive. Yeah. And I suppose my next question relates to the comeback aspect of the show. Comeback beats the setback. What are the main challenges that you faced overall, Jorge, in your journey of pranic healing? Uh, okay, the, cha the main challenges, they, they have changed, no? When I was growing up, the main challenge was communication, being, being able to communicate and talk about it because for many years I didn't talk about it because for my peers and almost everybody, oh, that kid is crazy. He's talking about colors and, and different figures around. So that was the first challenge I, I had to overcome. Like, okay, I know the books say the, these things and this group of people that know pranic healing, they talk about this, what I see, but my peers know. So I learned after a, a long time how to communicate about it. And after that, I think the, the, the challenge is to keep yourself humble and keep yourself working on this because sometimes you get praise you know oh you heal me all this but so like people here they could be oh master and i'm like oh no i'm not a master i'm really far from that like don't call me that i'm the best i am i'm a messenger a guide or the mailman just don't call me the master so it's hard when they get because they feel better no the oh my, the pain in my shoulder is gone and stuff like that. So they really put you in a pedestal sometimes. And it's really challenging for you to, to, to maintain your, your level of, of awareness there. Yeah, I can imagine. And with that, I suppose I'm trying to think of it from a teaching perspective, being a teacher, when you have, you know, such a powerful practice that you know has such benefits but again isn't really understood amongst people who might find it too esoteric or too woo-woo how do you communicate your message in a in a in a in an engaging manner without it going over people's heads if that makes sense yes i have my technique not which is the same thing that all around the world prank killers do I always tell, tell people, doubt everything you will hear today. Don't believe anything. Just try it by yourself. Get your own experience. And, and when they feel energy, I don't tell them, like, okay, what, what are you feeling? You're feeling it? Okay, great. So you have to make your own conclusions. I will always tell you, don't, don't believe me. Just make your own conclusions, experience. Because this is a weird matter, okay, esoteric and stuff like that. So people have to, I believe people have to experience by themselves and just say like, oh, I feel this, I'm aware of this. And then they go home and do the same exercise and feel again. And they're like, okay, this is interesting. Or if they see colors, they're like, oh my God, I see some colors, but what is this? So I always try to get them to them to that point. And after that, it's up to them. Do you think this practice of pranic healing isn't so mainstream? Why isn't it as accessible as perhaps it should be in the public domain of information mm. to be honest because pranic killing itself the, the corporation itself it's a little too 
too worried about the people misusing the exercises and the protocols. So they're not uh, like actively looking for new people to join. Like usually people find them. So this is something that, that has affected like in a marketing way, it has, it has affected a lot the, the process of growing. So they are, they're basically growing at a steady pace, but not, not worrying about making people aware of brand building or not doing much about it. Yeah, I see. So, yeah, so that, that I will think that because people, when people think about energy, I know most of people will recognize Reiki uh, or yoga itself, mm. but chronic healing is like, oh, maybe I heard of that is a very small branch. Yes. Yeah. Have you ever received any opposition from perhaps people involved in science or medicine or indeed religion, which we touched upon at the start, actually? Have you had any opposition from those fields before? Yeah, yeah. Many times, many times. Actually, the, one of the first, when I started working with that, I, I was working with a hospital and we were working with patients that had hypertension you know, like high, high pressure in the blood and all that. Yes. And these are people that, that over the time, normally they wouldn't go better. If you have hypertension, the medicaments you get, it will only increase because it doesn't improve that much. So I remember the first things we did was with that and, and the doctors, the medical field were just like, ah, these people, just let them do that. And, and they, were, they changed their mind after five months when they see that all the people that participated in our workshops, the pressure, the blood pressure just went down, the hypertension just reduced. So actually they, they were being told to have a lot less uh, drugs, use a lot less medicaments for that. Mm. But it's normal, it's really normal. And I'm, I'm grateful, for example, my parents, they both are, my mom was surgeon, dental surgeon, and my dad was being an orthodontist. So they have like this medical background and they just change all that to focus in pranic healing because they saw different moments in their career. They saw the effects of the energy in, the, in their patients. Yeah, I see. No, I love that. And I suppose towards the end of the conversation, Jorge, what would you like to achieve in the future? What would you like to achieve going forward with your work? Okay, well... Pranic healing has their own goal, but I have my, my personal one. And I think it's because of my childhood that I see energy. And, and I have tested with many kids at schools when they're little, if they can see energy. And I have noticed that most kids under seven years old can feel or, or see energy easily. So what I will really like is to have people become aware. <laughs> like people if if i can make people to see energy or feel energy and, and start asking themselves like what is this how does how do i control this how do i manage this they will then they will just look for information and and either learn by themselves or find someone that can teach them but my goal is that my goal is to have as much as much quantity of people as much volume of people uh, becoming aware of these energy fields and perceive them for, for this to be a reality for them. And do you have any online or social media platforms where you promote your work perhaps to include in the show notes? 
Yes, yes, you can actually. I'm just this this lockdown. I started building my web page, so you can find Pranic George, or on YouTube. You can also look for Pranic George. There are some meditations, some exercises, and I'm trying to upload well as much information as possible for for people to learn about pranic healing and about and you know if they see a video and they do the exercise, they will pro most likely feel energy or see energy. So. That's a way to get things done. Excellent. Well, I will include those descriptions in the show notes. Uh, thank you very much for your time today. I've really appreciated the conversation and keep up the good work. Oh, thank you, Connor. It's been a pleasure talking with you. Thanks for the invite.